And welcome to the Death Material Podcast, Season 3, Episode 4. With me on deck today is Craig. How you doing, Craig? Pretty good. How about you? Good. A uh, bit of a slow start to the year. A couple little hiccups here and there. But, well, uh, you went to Vegas, and then you went to Chicago, and then the one weekend we were going to record was my birthday weekend, so I was a bit busy then. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, we all know we're coming up to uh, a new edition. Um, we're also so... coming up to uh, our second year anniversary. Fuck yeah, you're right. It's in May. Yeah, I can't remember if our first episode was May 1st or May 15th. I feel like it was May 15th. I feel like it was the middle of the month. I feel like that. You, you, you could be correct, but I mean, we can always look back on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've got... Uh, so it has been a little slow in the heresy world, per se. Um, mm. We're all kind of getting pumped and jacked for the new edition without you know, knowing anything about the new edition, which has been fun. Yeah, uh, heresy all... at Adepticon was jam-packed, so the train definitely was picking up steam before the yeah. announcement. Yeah, and I was actually talking to Dan over at the Iterators podcast. I've talked to him quite a bit this weekend. And, uh, you know, just, uh, about getting really, how we're all getting real hyped for, uh, the new edition. Um, and being that they games workshop slash forge world put out that thing about the test weekend, I guess it was, I, I, I come try out the, the rules. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Warhammer open day, the Warhammer open day, come try or out the, the Horus heresy open day. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, I know a bunch of people have just like, including a bunch of podcasters have gotten, um, uh, like invitations, like free tickets to it. Um, fuck. Why yeah. can't we live in the UK, bud? <laughs> well, I mean, we're also like not that big, but <laughs> You know, Fine. Maybe on yeah. the next. Maybe on the next edition. Maybe on the next edition. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's uh, they're they're doing all the right things. Uh, marketing it real real sweetheart. Um, I was mm -hmm. talking to one of the guys at uh, one of the GW guys at um, Adepticon, and and uh, and he was saying like he's like look he's like this isn't really generate like designed to generate new hobbyists like mm -hmm. obviously it's gen it's designed it's going to generate new players in horus heresy yeah but um it's more of like a love letter to experienced gamers um you know guys like you myself mm -hmm. less so myself because i've been doing it for 20 years i've been doing it for like 10 still uh, um but you know guys You're a veteran that, yeah yeah like you know they've got they've got the um like new to hobbyists like the push fit stuff for age of sigmar and um and for uh and for 40k and so like yeah. those are those are nice easy points to jump into the hobby yeah right um i i guess i well i've i've heard age age of sigmar is like pretty streamlined so like that's probably a really good place to jump in and and i think it may have overtaken um 40k in sales maybe but i could be way off base on that i don't know but uh what i do know is that um 40k in the age of sigmar uh players uh have a way better hobby game at adepticon than we do um mm. like massive display boards guys in like like the, you know they had a team event and there was um like three 
chaos players like an iron warriors guy and like a chaos mm. cultist and i think another like chaos legion full-on cosplay uh, yeah like well they were wearing like black shorts with like suspenders uh and then had like giant like chaos tattoos just drawn on them with like oh, body nice. paint or something um and then they had they had a full display board that displayed their entire team uh there was guys over in age of sigmar that had like a six foot tall castle and it was like because the age of sigmar teams thing was like five people i guess okay, okay. and um all five teams like fit on this castle uh, hmm. and, then, and then they had like a full write-up of like you know the wardens of this keep and like who are they and why are they why are these you know different people aligned with each other like these vampires fantastic chaos and yeah and we had like we had like one display board um <laughs> in heresy uh, or at least wow, at least one in the i i at least one in the doubles um that uh i judged the or helped judge the painting okay okay for the doubles event hmm. um, but speaking of painting um why don't we uh get into your hobby talk and then we can talk a little bit more about adepticon if we want all right uh hobby talk had surgery a week ago today on my right hand for carpal tunnel, so I have not painted anything. But before that, I did get, uh, I started my revamp of my Sons of Horus. Um, so I was able to get 30 Marines built, uh, 10-man veteran, and two tactical squads. Um, after listening to uh, one of the iterators' podcasts, I um, can't remember what episode it was, but it was about you know, not so much theming your army, but, you know, giving a backstory and creating a, creating it more around yourself as the uh, commander kind of thing, or giving your commander a story itself. I kind of based my new guy after myself. Um, it really got my, uh, I want to say my artistic, not artistic, uh, creative juices flowing. And so with my painting styles heavily improving since the since I started my Sons of Horus, specifically my airbrushing, I decide I'm gonna start replacing some stuff. None of the tanks, just just the Marines. Um, I went with a different path when it came to like my veterans. Um, I decided they, I wanted a different role for them, so I no longer wanted them to be tank hunters, and I wanted them to be more of a take objectives you know, be a, be a harasser for other troop choices. Um, so I gave them flamers. Yeah. Um, two heavy flamers and a couple combi flamers. Um, and it was just, it was just more of like, uh, one come at me when you want to assault me kind of thought process. Uh, good luck. And, uh, two, if someone is sitting on an objective, I'm just going to flame them out of there. Um, and then the tactical squads are just made 10 man tactical squads, Sergeant artifice armor. And I gave one of them a, a power ax and one of them a power sword just to make them different. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, have you fleshed out like who your warlord is? What his oh, yeah. is? Oh yeah. I, I, what his I, name I, is. Oh yeah. His name is Cray Gore. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, I call him the Executioner. Uh, he's based on a, a model that I've already done up originally, who had a big two-handed go fuck go fuck yourself axe. Um, I used it as a Paragon blade. Um, 
With that being said, uh, my puppy, she's not a puppy anymore, uh, chewed him up and destroyed him. Mm -hmm. So I went with version 2.0. And so I took the new Sons of Horus Praetor Cataphracti Praetor and gave him uh, the axe from... It's, I think it's called the Executioner. It's a Chaos model from the 40k range. I gave him that axe. And it's in a similar pose to the new Praetor that was dropped in the hype video or hype trailer for 30k. Yeah, the uh, new um, Praetor yeah. that was shown. Uh, he's um, maybe not as robust as that mm -hmm. guy. Um, that guy looks like he's uh, seen a few donut shops. <laughs> I don't. I, it's hard to tell. With the, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Um, I'm. I, I'm assuming he's in some kind of Terminator armor, but he could be in some really robust, you know, artificer armor. Um, I kind of was like artificer Terminator armor. Yeah, like it, it just. It was. It was. He's thick, boy, thick. Um. And it was the same idea. He has a big, big go fuck yourself axe. Um, and you know, I, I, I had, I had started this guy before that I even, even saw that model. Um, I'm partial to my own. I really like the way my guy has turned out so far. He does have paint on him, but no detail. Um, as soon as my hands better, I'll be working on that. Mm -hmm. But who uh, is he? Who's his story? What's, oh. what's his story? Oh, I, I did a freaking long, long ass write up for him. So basically, um, he is a Chthonian. Uh, he was a ganger. Uh, his parents were killed young age. Nothing is really known about them. Uh, he's very temperamental, has a very mean streak to him. Um, he had shown some of his brutality early on in his career. Uh, savaged some Eldar in a early battle. Uh, was very quick to join Horus when Horus turned traitor. Um, proved himself to be very loyal and very brutal towards his fellow uh, Lunar Wolf slash Sons of Horus on Istvan 3. And that's where he got the name the Executioner because he would have his men capture as many of them as he could mm -hmm. and then lob their heads off. Yikes. Yeah. And that's when he got the name the Executioner, and uh, you know he kind of, kind of just his savagery continued to grow. Uh, he's not very trusted by he's not trusted by his men, because he's been known to uh, you know take their heads off too. Not quite Karn levels of savagery, but uh, you know, not willing to put up with anyone's bullshit. Yeah, well there you go. Yeah, I mean the, the write ups a lot more in depth. Like I go into key battles uh how is you know how he was selected to move up to the ranks why he was selected stuff like that um i don't have the right up in front of me but uh one day yeah, I will well, we, can, we can go over it yeah we can go over it on another episode i just i just i feel like <clears throat> feel like special characters are awesome and i love i love like um abaddon and i love you know the special characters for the Dark Angels, Corswain, um, Sigismund—they're all great, but at the same time, they're not me. And yeah. uh, 
and I'm the general of this battle. I'm the general of this army. So yeah, I wanted a model army wide RPG. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like Murray put up on uh, on Instagram there. I thought it was the most accurate thing I've seen in a long time about 30k army wide RPG. So basically, I uh, I built my character around how I would be, how I would see myself as a Sons of Horus character in the 30, 31st millennium. Brilliant. Yeah. I like it. Cool. And then uh, other than that, I built those guys and uh, I did build a single Terminator today. Oh, and it was very go. hard. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so it took a long time, it took longer than I thought it was going to. So I'm going to take it easy. I might build another one tomorrow. Who knows? Um, I'm off work for another three, possibly more weeks. Uh, but my strength is I am getting the strength back in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, still have stitches in it. And I'm hoping by the end of April, I'll be you know back at work, back to somewhat normal life. But that's a time will tell kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I played a lot of fucking Elden Ring. <laughs> I don't even have my PlayStation hooked back up yet. Uh, no. Plus, like, my TV is so old. My TV is from, like, 2010. Oh, okay. uh, and it was really good then, but in the apartment I was renting, which was furnished, I just had, like, a ProScan TV, and that okay. ProScan TV was better than, like, my LG from, like, 11 years <laughs> 12, ago. Yeah. yeah, 12 yeah. years ago. Years ago? Yeah. yeah, it's 11 or 12 years old. I can't yeah, remember yeah, how yeah. old it is, but... Um, yeah, so uh, it's, it's still sitting in a box. I haven't played Elden Ring in so long. I'll probably just get my ass beat at it <laughs> uh, i i tried to play it today for the first time in uh just over a week and i was definitely out of form it, my hand wasn't bothering me but i definitely got killed um in really stupid ways and like i i'm i've got like i think i got seven days seven days seven seven days worth of hours in this game. So whatever that adds up to. Yikes. Yeah. Um, uh, I have no idea what it's at. Um, well, I, I decided to check it yeah. out and I was able to see the stats. Uh, I had an original build that I had was three days into three full days. Mm-hmm. Um, the save got corrupted. So I had to Ooh. start over again. The save so you had to start over? I had to start over again. Oh, nasty. But that's why um, I have so many hours into it. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Uh, and then... Uh, and then I had my surgery and I played for the first time today and uh, it was just, I, I was making stupid mistakes, mistakes. I like, I, I was pushing the wrong button instead of, you know, guarding with my shield. I was using a magic spell. I was just like, I was just making stupid rookie mistakes. Mm. Um, and I'm not in an area where I can make those stupid mistakes. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh... So, so it'll take some time. I, I plan on just, you know, maybe heading back to a limb grave and, uh, you know, throwing big dick around there for a little while just to get back in the <laughs> form. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, you haven't, you haven't done any hobby stuff cause you just moved back to him. Uh, right? yeah. I mean, like I was packing, um, I bought like guilty Knackmund. Uh, mm-hmm. I bought a whole bunch of, uh, Bushido miniatures in the rule book. Um, yep. when I was at, uh, Adepticon, but we'll talk more about that in a minute, I guess. Yep. Um, I guess I don't know. I guess that fits in. Uh, and then that I bought, would be your hobby talk. I bought. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I guess it would. Yeah. Um, I bought uh, like a Volkite Destructor for a Warlord Titan. 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for your uh, for Titanicus. Yeah, yeah. Seven oh, that's fuck that. I forgot about that. We haven't talked about it since I went and borrowed that Titanicus stuff. Oh we'll yeah, talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about that in a, in a minute. Um, and then, uh, um, and then I bought a bunch of the Bushido stuff, which looked awesome, just because yeah. I want to, I want to kind of practice on things that are like you know more than just ceramite. And, yeah, hundred percent. And the minis were just friggin' unreal, honestly. Yeah, they look like, really awesome. Super nice. Um, so I'm gonna paint those this year in the Arena Rex stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I almost bought this other game while I was there called Carnival, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that game looks so good. Um, it's it's been equated to Mordheim. A lot of people are using the Carnival rules to play Mordheim as well, I guess. Really, um, I yeah. love Mordheim. Yeah, JP was like, he's like, everyone I've spoke to has played this game, loves it. And so um, he's like, no, 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 you're going back down. We're going back down. You're going to buy that, and I'm going to buy this horror game. Uh, I think the game was called Don't Look Back. Okay. Um, and he bought all in on that. And I was going to buy Carnival, but I think they were, like, getting rid of old stock. Okay. Um, so it was, like, 80 bucks for the, the box, and I really wanted it. But uh, I wanted to treat it more like a board game. Because, like, the starter box comes with, like, foldable cardboard terrain and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. and, and uh, But the bo- they, they cheaped out on the box that they were using for it. So, like, all of the boxes were, like, crushed in one spot or another. And I was just like, nah. Um, so uh, my deal is if I can paint all of my Bushido stuff and some of my Arena Rex stuff by next Adepticon, mm-hmm. I can buy Carnival. Okay. Um <laughs> And uh, and then I, I painted some of, of um, like, the Oz 30K uh, Unarmored Space Marine. I painted some oh. of that in a paint class at, um, oh, at so Adepticon with Miles. I want to get those go- those guys so badly. I love them. Yeah, and I've the got... guy you painted up was really awesome. He looked great. Yeah, thanks. I've got three of them. I, I painted – that was part of Mar- Miles' uh, Caravaggio class. I don't – I think I posted a picture of it. I haven't posted any of the Adepticon pictures. I've been really bad, but no. When and I got home, I got like, back. sick. Yeah, you got sick, and uh, then you were you moved back to Edmonton at the same time as you were. Yeah, my office still is not set up. I haven't even built the desk yet. <laughs> You've been doing that for a couple days now. Yeah, I've been trying. Like I, well, so I, I moved. I managed to get the bookshelves moved over yesterday, and like the mm-hmm. whole, you know, everything except for the workbench, like swept out, and cleaned out, and somewhat organized and and um then i realized there's no plugs on that side of the wall or even that Ooh. side of the fucking room so now i'm like do i just get an extension cord and run it or do i get somebody in to like put another power outlet in into the wall you uh, want my honest opinion as a as an electrician i would um i'd have to you have a you have tile uh t-bar ceiling right no no you no. have drywall ceiling in there yep you're using an extension cord okay why cut up drywall for something that's not going to be there permanently yeah i mean if you're going to cut like the wall then i'd be like whatever cut the wall i don't give a fuck um and maybe maybe that's fine because on the other side of that wall is like the laundry and utility room Oh yeah, you're okay. I didn't, it might be possible to throw a plug in there. It wouldn't take very long. Yeah, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, because part of the wall actually just goes right across that. I could, it's actually probably super easy to do that. Yeah, it would be. 
Yeah. Um, I, forgot, I forgot about the laundry room. I, I was thinking the wall that was against the foundation. And I was like, okay. Yeah, well, that, that was my initial thought, too. But then I'm like, that's stupid. Like, there's a wall to the left of it that connects to it and that only has drywall on one side of it. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a super easy, super easy install. Yeah, we could just cut it from one side, from, yeah, the, exactly. from the laundry room side, and then just pull it through yeah. um, and then just wire it up because all the, ele- the fuse box and everything's right there. Yeah, 100%. Like on the other side of that wall. Yep, 100%. Well, uh, we'll figure that out. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll make we'll it easy. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss yep. that when you maybe when you're back from uh, Vancouver, Victoria, Victoria. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, that that'd be good because that'll force me to paint the room too, which I need to do. Mm. Um. Okay. Good. Uh. Yeah. So, anyways, I painted that that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And fantastic. Uh, I did get to see a picture, guys. He yeah, I will. It, but... I will post a picture eventually. Um. I don't think I'm gonna finish that. I'm, uh, I probably won't finish it because I'd have to like try to remix and match my colors. Mm. Um, and I and I say remix and match my colors because I painted that only with like the three primary colors and the two primary shades. So I I painted everything on that model by mixing custom colors from uh, magenta, cyan, and yellow, okay. and then modulating it with black or white. Hmm. Um, you know what you could do? You could just prime it black again and start it all over. Yeah, well, eventually that's what I'll do. Or I'm oh, gonna okay, use okay. them as like statues inside of like Zone Mortalis because I have I bought a whole bunch of Zone Mortalis tiles. I don't know. Yeah, if same I, here. I don't know if I did that before the the last. Um, uh, I think we talked about it in our last one. Yeah, we, we might. Got, have, but... We both got Zone Mortalis tiles right at the same time. Yeah, they're here. Um. I have, mine are sitting in my basement. I just don't have the walls, and I don't think I'm going to go with the GW walls. Mm, I've got a bunch of them, a um, bunch of the GW walls and stuff. There's just not enough that... in the box, in my opinion. Yeah. Um... There's a there's a couple there's a couple uh, websites out there that sure there's someone with a magic machine. Oh that yeah. That could uh, help you out. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to use like two. I think to make almost just like a giant cathedral like room. Like, so I'm going to do, like, extra high walls. Okay. Like, probably two-story high walls in the Zone Mortels. And then put, like, some pillars in it, maybe. And just make it look like, I don't know, just a big <laughs> just a big room. <laughs> um, a big room of death? Yeah. Uh, just to mix it up. And then I've got, like, all sorts of Mechanicus, like, a Sector Mechanicus stuff that I can work in there. I'm just going yeah, yeah. to get, try to make it look crazy. I'm not going to, like, have the walls separate. Yeah, well, the one the one thing like, I'll just buy one... more tiles and build more zone mortalis tiles if I want to mix it up. <laughs> well, the one thing that I've noticed about um, specifically the old Forge World zone mortalis, um, being that the walls were for uh, part of the resin base too. Yeah. Um, they it became very maze like, and it was more like a rat race. Mm-hmm than how a ship might actually be laid out or how corridors would be actually laid out to make sense. Um, and I mean, I mean, I get it. There were some constraints and they wanted it to make it as, as uh, modular as possible, but with yeah. the, just the tiles separate from the walls, you can definitely, you have a lot more freedom and then doing something like a cathedral that makes sense in a ship. There were large areas of the ship, you know, for all sorts of different functions. Yeah. Um, well, I think I'm going to do uh, Space Wolves, so maybe I'll make it like a big hearth room. 
Mm-hmm. Like, this is where they get drunk and play uh, Kruntafel and fucking uh, tell sagas. Mm-hmm. It's like they're, it's like their grand hall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'll put like a feed table in there. Yeah. Uh, like, 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 and that, and that's just it. Um, yeah, and I mean that, and like, who's to say that wouldn't exist somewhere in the bowels of Necromunda too, right? So, because well, like this will double for Necromunda and stuff, but hundred percent, hundred percent. I gotta. I'm gonna finish my city table first. Oh God, and, yeah. And then I'm gonna get started on this. Um, I got. I gotta finish my city table as well. I've got just a ton of terrain sitting down in my basement, and I, I realized just how much shame I have down in my basement when I was talking with Dan, and I was like, "Oh, I just gotta go run downstairs because he was ta- He was asking me like, "Do you have? Uh, do you have any of the the the, the boards from?" Uh, trail of Kalth or prospero burns and i was like yeah let me go double check to see what I've, how many i've got down there yeah and i had three of each and i have a kill team box sitting in my basement i didn't know i had a kill team box sitting in my basement for which kill team like the when they first relaunched it with like the skitari and the gene stealer cults yep oh and like it's sealed nope oh did you take the terrain out already i don't know Oh, well, there's Dude, terrain in there, probably. I, uh, I went down there and was shocked when I saw the box. This is how bad my addiction is to the, to, to this game and this company, was I went down there and I was like, oh, I've got three or three boxes of each and a kill team box. And it was like it was like this literal puzzled thought process in my head and a kill team box. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, my pile of shame is growing down there uh, and... I don't want to call it a pile of shame. It's my look at all my stuff yeah. uh, is growing down there. And uh, I just got, I got to get organized. I got to focus. Um, I think this year is really going to be, I need to get some train hammered out. Um, I went, like I said earlier, I had, I went, I went ape shit on for my birthday for myself and bought a bunch of Titanicus stuff. Yeah. I got the core rules. I got the new Warmonger Titan because that's a fantastic looking model. I already had two Reavers from you, and then I bought two Warhounds. Um, so I instantly had this Titanicus force. Uh, I haven't built anything. I'm a little what's the word I'm looking for? Not shy, but a little apprehensive because I'm like, I'm not sure what's gonna be best. Um, well, the nice thing about look. it, uh, like, uh, well, I mean, so the nice thing about Titanicus stuff, number one, is that it's all like crazy easy to magnetize if you like magnetizing. Yeah. Like the the bigger ones in particular actually have slots for magnets. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the Warhounds are super easy because you can put a magnet inside like where the ball joint goes in, and then you mm. just snip the ball joint in half. Oh, okay. Put a magnet on that part. Um. I'm I'm I don't like magnetizing anything, so I just commit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not so much like what is the best thing. It's like what do you want that Titan to do? Like the games the game's very very balanced uh, for the most part. There is like from I, I mean I don't know if it's changed because I haven't played it in so long, but I know when I because I I was taking a swing at it like literally the weekend before COVID shutdowns hit mm. um and uh and i had gone to watch a game like a couple maybe a couple months before that yeah and one of the guys like 
you know, the other guys at the table were kind of complaining against it, about him because they were like, yeah, like he kind of sucks the fun out of it. And the Titanicus kind of group was actually like it kind of died out a little bit, um, I think, because of, of a bit of that that mentality. But it was like mm-hmm. mass mass warhounds and mass like lancers. Okay. Like Lancer Knights. Uh, and oh, then okay. I think I think the Command Titan was either a Warlord or a Reaver. I think it was a Warlord, but I think it was there just because Warlords are tough to kill. Yeah. And then it was like two or three um, squadrons because like your Warhounds can squadron up. Okay. And then like two or, two or three squadrons of Night Lancers. And Night Lancers are like pretty good, I guess. Like, I guess they're, they're kind of like just a super good knight. Like, cause if, if you can get them into close combat, then like they just fucking tear stuff apart, I guess. Okay. Um, so like, you know, if you've got, you've got your, your big one, which you're going to want probably like for putting stuff into the ground. So you're probably going to want stuff that's going to strip shields on like your warhounds. Yeah. Right. And then probably, probably one of your reavers you'll want to kind of like fit in the middle. So probably like a Gatling blaster. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know, something else on its other arm. Um, and uh, what is the other thing on the other arm? I mean, like not the fist, but like I, oh, would, put the, I would put the chain fist and the melta together thing on like one, and just make that like a, like a dirty pit fighter of a reaver titan. Yeah, um, I, I had one like that. I think that was like it fucking slapped pretty pretty good. Because um, the reaver's still pretty quick. You can still like yeah. power, power to engines, I think, or power to locomotives or whatever it was, and like get it to boogie. Um, and then if you have other things, like you just you have to create the right threat scenario to yeah. want to keep some of the fire off of. I think I think what it, I think what my problem isn't so much that I'm trying to look for what's the the best it's just is I've, complete, I've never seen the game played yeah it's just complete um ignorance yeah it's complete right. ignorance so i'm like oh man if, like what if i build it and i'm like this is an illegal model or or yeah. whatever right and it's, yeah. it was more it's more of a, like uh i don't know what's going to be the best course of action um, yeah I, I knew what you meant i knew it wasn't really like oh i don't know what's best it's like i don't know what does what pretty much yeah and i don't so, I, and i want them to obviously still fit uh fit a battlefield role but at the same time i'm not a, like i watched a couple youtube videos on how to play but i'm very much more of a someone I, if someone's standing there with me across from me and they're like okay this is this is the basic mechanics of the game i can go from there because then i'll be in my own head um questioning like okay so if this is how this works or even understanding how the mechanic works in general i would be able to uh uh, understand the rules just a little bit more and, and understand why, how things do things. Um, I've always been more of a like learning hands-on rather than just learning by reading. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I, I have to play it. Um, like I, I, I can read it. I can understand it to a degree, but playing it firsthand, that's definitely where my strong point is. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the same, I'm in the same sort of, same sort of boat. Like I, I kind of need to play with somebody and kind of be and lose and be shown kind of like what does what. Um, so I, I had kind of had the same thing cause I, I had built a Legio Solari and I sold it off, but mm. you know, I had a war, I had a warlord Titan and I think I put like double volcano cannons on it or something. 
mm-hmm. and then um like the missile launchers it was built just purely out of like the standard plastic kit that came with the grandmaster edition like forever ago okay yeah, yeah. and then i had one of each type of reaver titan so i had like one with a gatling blaster um and i can't remember what was on the other arm and then uh and i don't think i had I don't maybe I had like the laser turbo laser on the top. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um I think there might be like a triple laser beam gun or something that you can there put is. on the other arm it, for the so reaver. There's, there's the turbo laser and then there's he has the turbo laser but it's the three barrel turbo laser. Um Yeah, maybe I had that and the Gatling laser on one. Um and then uh and then I had the chain fist and the melt-a-gun on the other one and i don't know if i had anything on on its carapace or not um i don't think i did because i think the whole idea was like just run it forward and have it rip and tear um and then i had three warhounds i think three or four warhounds okay um and i just i did one with like i i i always had both of their weapons the same okay like on both arms so it was like you know double plasma or mm. like double megabolters um or yeah, yeah. double lasers uh i think those are your three options i think i think now with like the forge world upgrade kits there's more like i know yeah, you, can get, yeah. you can get like a nurse's claw and uh i think you can get like a volkite thing for it maybe but um and the, and there's the new like heavy warhound thing that's coming out um the dire wolf oh yeah 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 um that one's coming out uh it's got like a big ass laser on it i think um but uh i was trying to lean more into like the smaller titans because it's legio solaria and i really just chose solaria because they're in the books and and they were at like the siege of terra but i, I didn't yeah. really connect with the, the legio all that much yeah. and really any titan legio and i think i think we've talked about this on the podcast before so i won't i won't belabor it but um yeah i'm, I'm excited that that one's at like kind of the top of my priority while i wait for like there's a couple little things i can do for mm-hmm. my you know um new heresy who do this uh, oh yeah well we have, we're yeah, um, I guess the cats of the bag on that one, but we'll no, that's that. fine. It's no, I, I mean it is now because we pointed it out. We could have just left the lead buried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, anyways, um, I like, think I think this year I think uh, I think we should get definitely get some games of Titanicus in. Um, one of the things that we had discussed, me and you had discussed uh, with uh, the new Heresy coming out um we have speculations there was that whole like we talked earlier about how in some time i think it's may 7th uh forge world's doing that heresy event um where you can try the new rules so my assumption is end of may maybe june july uh i got a feeling this is gonna be the summer of heresy i could be completely fucking wrong we all thought it was coming out in november yeah, well, I mean, who knows with COVID? I mean, maybe it was, and then it got pushed. Like, yeah. Um, anyways, it, it that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you know there'll be an opportunity to start doing things, um, especially with like the new edition, and there'll be tons of people like hyped up and new rules and and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
and uh, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about like you know what we saw, yeah, um, and kind of what we're planning. We can talk about that maybe in the section around like you know um, now that we know what's in at least like from a an infantry standpoint, what's in the next box? Like mm. you know we're gonna do a little like okay, so we had Mark Four, we had Mark Three. Here's what we can do with Mark Six, but um, do you want to take a quick break and then move into that? Uh, well, I mean, like we've we've talked on and off about Adepticon. I guess I'll just like kind of yeah, that's um, fine. Yeah, we haven't. I I wasn't sure we had talked yeah. earlier. You were gonna say, maybe save it for something else, but let's let's talk. Let's. I want to hear about it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like the Thursday, uh, there was stuff going on during the day. I didn't play. Um. Mm. And then at night we ran like, um. We ran the 10th anniversary Horus Heresy celebration event, which we, yeah. we recreated Istvan 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, it was pretty fast and loose. Like, guys were getting hammered, uh, which was the whole point. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, it was supposed to be just like, you know, beers and beers and heresy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way we the way we did it was, um, uh, and actually, before, before I go into that, like, I say we because uh, Murray... Canadian remember at Canadian Remembrance or like really fucking came through clutch. Like mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have pulled it off if he hadn't have been there to help. Um, and because uh, my my design was lofty, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we we ended up needing one person. Um, and I tried to play, but I was like, I can't play and run this because this is so like engaged. It's, yeah. it was such an engaging event, like as an EO. Yeah. Um, that I was like, Murray, uh, this the guy that I'm playing against here, um, it, like he's never played his word bearers before, so you get a crash course in Raven Guard, um, <laughs> and you're gonna play for me. Um, so he he took over that, but I mean he helped me set up, he helped he helped me get like the registrations through and hand out the swag and. Um, oh, fuck, Murray yeah. really did come in clutch. For yeah, you. yeah. Um, he did, but uh, it, it was awesome. Like, so I, d- I did three main tables um, mm-hmm. that were three three versus three, and those were kind of representative of like the main Urgal depression, right? So, um, you know, on the first table, it was like, okay, I need three loyalists here, and um, you know, we put uh, we put Iron Hands and Salamanders, and then on the other table, it had Iron Hands and Raven Guard, and then the other table um, kind of had uh, like Raven Guard and I think Mickey. Mm-hmm or something um and uh and then with the traders and then so the way that we did it was um if you were i i I still did the hidden mission sort of thing like the the hidden orders um but if you were um emperor's children uh world eaters sons of horus or death guard like you got one set of missions and you deployed like along the board Mm -hmm. um to start and then if you were Raven Guard, uh, Salamanders, or Iron Hands, or some other Loyalist element, uh, then you got your other set of orders, um, mm-hmm. and you deployed uh, along the opposing board edge. Um, and then if you were Night Lords, Alpha Lead, and you know, all the other guys that kind of dropped in, they mm-hmm. deployed in the trader's first movement phase. So, um, for example, JP's table... Um, the table that he was on with uh, Jake Busey mm-hmm. and um, uh, Jake was a Salamanders guy and, you know, they had an Iron Hands guy there too. And so they, they had deployed and then um, JP was Iron Warriors. And I think there was another Iron Warriors guy and, and I can't remember who else was on that table, mm-hmm. edge, but they, they kind of brought like a few units on because uh, to give the, 
loyalists like a bit of a survivability edge um you couldn't deploy within 12 inches okay so if if it couldn't deploy uh then it went into ongoing reserve um and uh and then so the the loyalists like move forward a little bit and then all of the traders deployed and then these guys actually house ruled themselves where they were like you know what the loyalists can't fire on the traders behind them until the traders behind them fire on the loyalists makes 100 percent sense that's yeah. awesome yeah and uh and so they then like let the loyalists move like another turn so they were like perfectly in the middle of the table almost um and then just started like killing people uh and so then then they got trapped in the middle um vulcan like just like home run to a falchion like to the moon oh yeah um, yeah and then survived actually um and then but all of the surrounding tables uh then kind of worked as like um supporting tables yeah so yeah, yeah. if you won your game on one of the supporting tables um then uh freddie freddie the swede from um Branky and heresy brought me yeah. um a few of the uh strategy card decks yeah, 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 yeah. And so you got a stratagem card that you could then go and give to one of your allies on the main tables. Oh. So that, like, what you were doing in sort of the outs, like, you know, the supporting campaign actually supported the main tables that were going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it worked out really well. And then, uh, you know, I, I kind of like, as, as it went halfway through, and then at about the halfway mark, um, I went around to the main tables and I gave everybody like new orders. I'm like, mm -hmm. the, the situation has changed. These are your new objectives. So mm -hmm. please score yourself out as if the game has ended for your initial objectives. Okay. Um, and then so everything changed and they were like, oh, that's that's friggin' awesome. And and we went till about midnight. Uh, we had a bunch of prizes. Um, it was uh, it was awesome. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm. That sounds like it was a blast. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, just like finding a place that would actually test me for COVID so I could return to Canada turned into like a friggin' nightmare. And the only time I could get in was actually on the day that I was supposed to play. Um, so shout out to Zach Paget, uh, who also did a tremendous amount of work helping to organize all of this mm -hmm. um, and, and for giving me the chance to, to host the 10th anniversary event. Um, but uh, Zach stepped in and and played for me on, on the Saturday. And then, uh, I think it was, I think it was Friday, maybe Zach and JP came up with this idea. Um, cause we were talking about like all elite wrestling, <laughs> um, like AEW. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you know about that? What do I know about it? I, I like, you know, I don't know much, but like, I, I got a buddy, like a really close friend who's into it. So I was trying to get into it. Um, just, uh, you know, just, so I had something to talk with um yeah about them and uh and and anyways they they were talking we we ended up like watching it one night um while we were drunk zach jp murray myself and and miles uh -huh. um, that was i think that was the night we did the paint class maybe like okay i just like i, I we'd been drinking for like a while um <laughs> and uh and so we we went to like zach and jp's room and i just brought like my leftover giordano's pizza and just like ate it while crushing beers <laughs> like watching a 62 year old sting like hit guys with baseball bats um, <laughs> and uh anyway so um zach bought uh like the wrestling ring from the miniatures game rumble slam and then uh jp and i tried to assemble it 
but we had been drinking all day um, and couldn't figure it out. Uh, so uh, Scott Martin, actually from Edmonton, like we he built it for us because we couldn't <laughs> fucking get it. Um, and uh, and then uh, and and then uh, we held like uh, not quite a heresy after dark, but it was like after all the other heresy events had ended. We like set it, set it down, and Chris Pretty couldn't come because he had you know like a personal matter got in the way, so he had to drop yeah. last minute. So somebody brought like a cardboard cutout of like his head, uh, <laughs> and we, we had that like all weekend. Um, but we we set that up uh, with a couple of like. 30k statues on the wrestling ring and everyone who had like a like a a praetor like a generic praetor that like they built um could uh partake in this tournament like so this praetor tournament um and uh and so like we like your your praetor had to have like entrance music and um fuck seriously yeah yeah so like you had to like, and you had to like introduce him and like give him like give him like an announcement like you know like he's coming in like uh okay. so i i did like gareth arendi and uh, you know i was like the ghost of his man and blah 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 and, <laughs> and, I don't know. um and uh and since oh. we had watched aew the night before and since uh sting used to be like he used to look like the crow and he would come from the ceiling yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and my guy, my my Raven Guard Praetor, Gareth Arendi, actually has, like, a jump pack. I, like, I put my entrance music on and then just, like, slowly lowered him from, like, <laughs> from, like way up. And, like, it just took, like, 20 <laughs> seconds to put him onto the board. Um, and then JP's, like, uh, Iron Warriors guy got in the ring. So he, like, he used his fingers to, like, split the uh, the ropes and then, like kind of like weaved his guy in through like he was stepping through the ropes um and it, it was it was friggin' wild man we had an absolute blast uh i think a world yeah world eater uh praetor had made it through to the end and then jake Busey had given jp his uh vulcan so mm-hmm. jp was like check it out he's like right when he thinks he's won i got a surprise and then so like <laughs> You know, he thinks he won, and then JP comes like running down and like <laughs> pretends to like slide Vulcan under the ropes, like <laughs> into the thing, and he's just like, "Oh shit!" And then the guy uh, who owned the World Eater, like, like just turned around and like instantly came back with like an Angron, and then all of a sudden, all these other Praetors just start sh- or Primarchs Primark. just start showing up out of nowhere, and like, and then the Primarchs just like fucking duked it out, uh, and I think Angron won that too. <laughs> oh, my face hurts. Yeah, but it was it's fucking awesome. So now we're like we're like this needs to be a thing, and uh, it's never gonna be like a you know a scheduled like on the event sort of thing. But it'll yeah. probably happen every single year. Um, but oh. uh, we're we're gonna all of us are gonna try to find like wrestling rings or like you know arena rex arenas or whatever, and try to create like some storylines for the Praetors for next year. Um, oh my. So See, like anytime we run an event, like we're just gonna throw like an after hours sort of like Praetor wrestling match down and like start okay, well, start creating like fucking rivalries and, and stories. My kids and... my my kids have two uh two wrestling rings. Sweet. Uh this is right up my alley because it's uh something you probably don't know about me because I'm a massive wrestling fan. Oh and I, I, I didn't know, but uh like, massive wrestling fan. Uh, I can add you to uh the Zach in the um AEW chat that Zach and and JP and I are in. Please. <laughs> I'm a, I, I, so I'm going on that trip with my wife at the end of February or the end of May. Yeah. I'm actually going 
to see an AEW event in Vegas. Oh, my buddy uh, is going to that actually. <laughs> I'll actually be on TV. Yeah. I got I got across from the camera seats. Oh yeah, I think I think my buddy got ringside seats too. Oh uh, my god, it's Nicole's cousin actually. Oh it's okay, funny cool. yeah, yeah like um. I was having brunch with him, and Nicole went to the bathroom, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to." He's like, "He's like, so uh, you uh, hear about AEW?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've heard about AEW." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "He's like, I'm going to Vegas." He's like, "I got fucking tickets," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm going to Vegas with my wife to go see an AEW event. Oh, yeah. Add me to that chat. I want to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will make sure I have those rings around so we can do uh, after hours Praetor wrestling. Matches. Yeah, I've and I've got um, I've got the Arena Rex Arena as well. So oh, nice, nice, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I've it's it's funny actually because part of that has like been what spurned my like um, my new heresy who this like oh, okay. has come out of that because I, like I want to build a guy that like is just gonna be fucking so prone to having a cool storyline into like Praetor wrestling. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, this would be way fucking cooler. And then like some fucking Raven guard idiot. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, and then that, that just evolved into all this like visual storytelling that I can do. So uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe if there's time, we'll talk a little bit about it after the Mark six, but all right. I think it'll yep. lead. It'll be a good. It'll be a good lead into after we talk about Mark Six. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if we have time, um, yeah, let's, yeah. let's take like a quick five minutes because uh, okay. then I've got like a hard stop at, at ten. Ten-ish, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, you got you got a flight tomorrow morning, so. Yeah. Also, like I've just I've been getting up at like six six thirty in the morning and just working at like seven o'clock. Okay. Um, which is still like Ontario time, but it's mm. nice because I'm done work at like two three o'clock in the afternoon yeah no. okay well let's take a five minute break yeah and uh yeah we'll be right back
And welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast. So, um, for the second part of this, uh, since we've, you know, we've got an announcement of a new edition and mm-hmm. new plastics and tons of new units. Um, you know, one one thing that the the guy said, oh fuck, complete aside, I forgot, uh, I won trivia again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fucking GW um, trivia thing because I'm a massive nerd. Uh, and, um, and so I won another Primark model, uh, this time I won Horus. Two for two. Two for two. Um, so I won, uh, one Horus, uh, Lupercal this time around. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, one thing that the guy did say was that like, if you watch the trailer carefully, you'll notice there's new units. Yeah that currently don't have rules or models or anything like that. Um, and then, uh, since then a, a lot of things like Sikrins and, um, Dimas pattern rhinos and stuff like yeah. that have all gone last chance to buy. Um, so those are obviously some of the first plastic kits that we're going to get. Yeah. Um, um, if you go onto the Forge world website right now, it's basically a big banner of last chance to buy. I would assume I think everyone's made the same assumption. Those are going to be the first plastic kits. And we've heard rumors about a plastic rhino for fuck ever now. Yeah. Yeah. This is not new information. Yeah. Like I'm on the, uh, I'm on the forge roll page right now. And the Sikorin and the, uh, the rhino are right there front and center. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, that's exciting. I mean, you know, I've got I've got a couple diamonds pattern rhinos right now that, that uh, are just sitting noon bag. I got a couple of um, Proteus uh, land raiders, so like you know, I can I can work on those. And then I've got like a Mark Two B and some upgrade doors. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, so you know, I can get started on on that too if I'm feeling squirrely. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we thought it might be fun since you know we've had we've had a couple armor marks now. This is going to be like our third armor mark in plastic. That we'd maybe take a little trip down memory lane mm-hmm. um, on power armor, and I think I think you're going to walk us through the first. You know, give us a quick synopsis of kind of the first few armor sets. Yeah, um, yeah, and then I'll I'll move us into the, our new plastic set. Okay, so I mean, we all know that the uh, the original set was the Mark One, also known as the Thunder Armor. Um, this was basically used one by the Thunder Warriors and then two by the first set of Legionnaires. Uh, on Terra, they were not sealed armor units. They did have a power pack. They did boost their strength, but again, not the best thing for the Void of Space. Uh, Quickly before the uh, the you know after um, Terra was conquered, um, they re- they built the Mark II, known as the Crusade armor, and the Crusade armor was basically the bread and butter for a good majority of the uh, Crusade, Great Crusade. Um, the Mark III was definitely there as well. Mark III was a little heavier, a little slower, not marginally slower it was it was just it was bulkier it was uh a little more protection um they definitely heavily used that for boarding actions again both mark ii and mark three were spread across all legion all legions had mark two and three then we move into the mark four mark four came into production uh, just before the end of the great crusade but before the horus heresy had started um 
it, a lot of the Mark IV. Yeah, I think it of, came in um, either just before or just after Eleanor. I'm I, I'm I'm pretty sure it came in just after Eleanor. Uh, there were legions that were completely outfitted with Mark IV. Uh, it's a funny thing which legions those were. They happened to be mostly the ones that went traitor. Horus was the one allocating where these Mark IVs were going. Um, Mark VI uh, slash Mark V. Um, Mark VI was in existence before the Horus Heresy even started. Mark VI was being tested by both the Iron Warriors and the Raven Guard. No, I sorry, no, wrong. Yeah, Iron so Warriors I, and Salamanders. Yeah, I'm, I'm, kind of a you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Those were the two that initially tested it, mm-hmm. um, but there was extensive, extensive testing across all legions. Yeah. Um, and and we see this in a lot of art. Like yeah. uh, on the cover of Horus Rising, there's a Mark Six Marine yeah. uh, in Luna Wolves colors, and um, and that was that battle was the sixty three nineteen. Yeah, yeah, and then there was um, uh, Flight of the Eisenstein, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's that cover. It's the one with the guy with the power fist and it's Death Guard on the front. Um, That's Flight of Eisenstein. That is Flight of the Eisenstein. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a there's a Death Guard in Mark Six shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's no. kind of blurred a little bit, but he he's back there. But um, but yeah, like like I was saying, like like the Salamanders and the Iron Warriors were the ones that were testing it in large scale battles. Initially. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then Perturabo handed it to the Raven Guard, which were already like kind of depleted because of the Battle of Gate 42. Mm-hmm. So they got largely re-outfitted with Mark VI mm-hmm. um, after Gate 42. Uh, Horus was already War Master at that point. Um, and, yeah. uh, and then it kind of backfired because like they need the advanced auto senses and mm-hmm. um, the easy field repair, like field repair capability and the um, easy integrations mm-hmm. that the, the systems made. Mm-hmm. Like it was easy to field repair it and add like a Mark three piece to it and it, yeah. it would integrate easily quite well. Yeah. Mark four uh, was very interchangeable with it. Um, helmets were very similar in style, almost to beak like. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one and, thing and that if you don't like the beaks, you could always, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah. you could always use a serum pattern helm, which is a Mark, you know, a quote-unquote Mark Seven helm, but there's pictures in Book One of um, serum pattern helms being used by like world leaders. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. yes, there are. Um, the one thing that uh, I think we uh, like Mark Six isn't. It was originally the original Mark Five. Yeah. Um, it was going to be the replacement or one of the, the next evolution after the Mark Four. Uh, the Mark V that we know now with the auto-reactive studs and the, you know, a lot of the power cabling showing, mm-hmm. that was heresy Mark armor, and that was basically cobbled together by the Space Marines. Yeah, and, and um, really any any cobbled together suit of armor mm-hmm. um, he qualifies as Mark V. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a, a conversation in Deliverance Lost, <clears throat> which is um, the Raven Guard book, that takes place after Istvan. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you go back to Mechanicum, um, which is happening about the time of uh, Istvan 5, mm-hmm. um, the Mechanicum uh, schism happens. 
and Sigismund and a bunch of Imperial Fists take as much of the new suits of armor off-world as they can, which are all Mark VI, Mark V, mm. right? Um, and so uh, the the traders like Kalbor Hal and, and his traders would have had those STCs and given them over to the War Master. Um, but the Imperial Fists also took the STCs um, and uh, and they actually delivered the majority of those suits back to the Raven Guard mm-hmm. after the Raven Guard got back to deliverance. So that's somewhere around like 180 to like 260 days. Um, pardon me, uh, 250 days after um, Istvan 5. Okay. And so um, Captain Norix from the Imperial Guard or Imperial Fists shows up with all these Mark VI suits and the STCs mm-hmm. because um, Deliverance orbits uh, Kiavar and Kiavar is a forge world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the forges were already being prepped for receiving of new um, STC mm-hmm. patterns yeah. of, of power armor. And uh, we also know that Omegon Omo- Omo- was on the planet and aligned with the Mechanicum um, would-be separatists on Kiavar. So he would have gotten copies of that STC as well. Uh, at which point uh, the traders would have had it. Now, we also know that there's a lot of forges on the ships. Yeah. Um, like, uh, particularly the, the Gloriana-class ships. So, um, like the one on... Um, I, I always forget, and I always butcher how to pronounce, like, Lehman Russ's ship. Like, that one has massive forges on it because mm-hmm. it's meant to, like, provide extended campaign support. And I, so, I mean, the, the, these uh, this, during the Great Crusade, these legions still needed to be supported, especially when they were far out into enemy territory. Yeah, it's not like they didn't have like they if they didn't have massive stocks of armor just sitting around waiting, or parts for their armor. They had to fix the shit themselves. They yeah. were basically self-sustaining for a lot of the Great Crusade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um. I mean, I, I, I guess I guess where I'm going with this is it gives you a lot of options if you want to start with a whole new box set and you like Mark VI, mm-hmm. but maybe, you know, you think like, okay, well, I want to play... I'm, gonna, I'm just going to use my example, which is Space Wolves. Like, they're yeah. an old legion. They're a loyalist legion. Like, would they really be using Mark VI? Certain companies of it absolutely would. Um because uh, and, and I, do, I don't want to go too in depth. Uh, I mean, may, maybe we'll have time, but um, you know, the kind of thought process that I'm going with is, I mean, they make it back to Terra, mm-hmm. right? And and they get refitted at Terra a little bit after they they escape um, the Alpha Legion. Yeah, uh, they probably would have stolen stuff from the Alpha Legion or from the bodies that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the white scars make it back, so they're easy to put it on. You know, put some of that that armor on too. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of the pictures in even book six, I think it is, with the white scars have them in Mark six armor. Mm-hmm. So, which means they would have left well in advance with it. Yeah, because um, they they would have had it, and then they they would have just been making it in the in the forges um, on on the uh, cons ship. Yeah, um, but I mean. Where, where I see it really fitting is in fast-moving stuff like that because mm-hmm. um, you, you have a lot of units, fast mobile units, reconnaissance units, etc. Mm-hmm. But 
with the enhanced auto senses, like Sons of Horus would be all over that for yeah. sure. Um, particularly if you fit that in with like death dealer rules, mm-hmm. um, they would 100% want that. Uh, Emperor's children. I mean, same sort of thing. Well, and I mean, the one thing that, um, that is huge is the, the fact that these, they were interchangeable. The parts were so interchangeable and, I mean, as Horse and his uh, traitorous legions were marching towards um, Terra, they were taking over Forge Worlds. Yep. And I mean, who, you know, who's to say that they weren't outfitting themselves with this new STC of Mark VI armor? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I mean, like a lot of them would have taken advantage of it. the armor was a massive improvement from the Mark IV. And definitely um, an improvement over whatever they were scrapping together with whatever parts they could find. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You just thinking down more, more like potential themes. Like if you, if you like the Imperial Fists, but maybe you don't want to play Stone Gauntlet because you're kind of like, ah, oh, you know what? Like hit and run tactics are cool, mm-hmm. or you know maybe some infiltrating um, would be awesome. Then you could you could build up Captain Norix. And you could you could build the Imperial Fist contingent because after Captain Norix um, delivers the Mark VI armor, um, you know, because in the conversation, uh, I think it's Agapito or something is like Mark VI. He's like, this is Mark V armor, and he's like, no, nah, you're wearing Mark V right now. And he's like, Mark V is just what we call this cobbled together like fucking bullshit that you're wearing. Yeah. Um, this is now Mark VI, and we decided to call it Corvus pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor. Yeah. Corvus yeah. And, yeah, and the guy's like, why? Because the armor has a fucking beak on it? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, is that a joke? And he's like, no, it's because you guys tested it so extensively in your Primark. Uh, most of the suggestions your Primark made to um, improving the armor mm-hmm. uh, has been implemented. So um, and they're just like, yeah, okay, whatever, fine, give us the suits. Uh, <laughs> and uh, most of the Raptors got those suits. But mm-hmm. uh, those Imperial Fists probably got a few shiny new suits too so you could make captain norix and you know his now trained by the raven guard imperial fist um because he didn't want to go back and sit on a wall just yet he wanted no. to you know make the traders bleed yeah um so I, I don't know maybe maybe throw a couple jet bikes together a couple sicarins fast moving infantry mm-hmm, or uh you know do armored breakthrough so that you've got a bunch of fast rhinos and fast predators um, and that, that's sort of a, that's a very complimentary play style with a Raven Guard. And then if you wanted to, you could do like a, you know, an allied detachment of Raven Guard mm-hmm. or convince your buddy and then you can play doubles at Adepticon next year. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, the thing is like the Mark six, it was, it was definitely there during the heresy. Um, it was, it was maybe not as widely available per se as maybe mark two mark three mark four it was definitely more of more readily available than mark five itself well i I think it depends on what point in the heresy you're looking at right yeah because at the start they you know they wouldn't have been they would have been making as much mark four as they could yeah but one of the benefits of mark six is that it's fast to manufacture because it has less joints Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and um as in that same vein it's fast to paint so that's why it's my favorite fucking mark of armor, um, mm-hmm. and has been for a long time because I hate painting like 
all the I've I have so West much Edge Mark three. Yeah, I have so much Mark three, and I don't want to paint it. Um, so I haven't even built it just because I don't want to have to like paint all that edge highlighting or whatever oh, yeah. or whatever the back, like, the back of the legs on those those mark threes yeah Ooh. well it's just mark two with fucking extra steps yeah. mark three <laughs> yeah. is. um you know and and i mean they'd still they would still keep mark three but they'd be like okay we need this for like breachers and void warfare and heavy yeah. support teams it was more um, like a hardened armor yeah yeah i mean now now we've got like we're gonna have three different um like plastic marks of armor i know you can really like play with that you know your entire army doesn't have to be all mark four or all mark three or all mark six yeah you can you can have like you could have reconnaissance marines in mark six and then put tactical marines in mark four because it was kind of considered like the pinnacle of armor yeah um you know and then have your heavy support teams or your even just your tactical support teams um in mark three armor because you yeah. want them like you know fighting in close and dirty like particularly if you give them like volkite chargers or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they got to get close so you're gonna want those guys are gonna want a little bit of extra protection 100%. right or make your veterans in like mark two armor or, or whatever well, I, actually you know i i always thought in the reverse of that um put i would put my veterans in mark six why wouldn't they have the best armor yeah, yeah. I mean, you could argue. I mean, I mean, your your but, literal I mean, best warriors should be yeah. in the literal best armor. Well, I think and, that's that's where your role playing of the psychology of those warriors comes from. Mm-hmm, Are they extremely mm-hmm. sentimental? Like, I don't need your fancy new shit. Like, yeah. I've been wearing this armor for 150 years. <laughs> or march all best, over the fucking galaxy on this. Give <laughs> me the best, the best you've got. I want to be at my peak. Yeah, you know, and then I'm gonna hang this fucking you know shitty Mark II over to this like new scrub. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, and the thing is, like, there were massive improvements even between the Mark III and the Mark IV. Like, at, in the Mark III, they couldn't tilt their head up and down; they couldn't tilt it on the y-axis, so there was no looking up and down. Mm. They had a whole body move to look up and down. So. I mean, Mark II and Mark III were limiting on the movement of a space marine. So if you're a, if you were close combat, if you were a melee, uh, a, a assault trooper, a spoiler, or whatever. Yeah, and if you were short, or, and if you're short, <laughs> um, that Mark, that Mark II really limited and hindered your movement. So if you're, you know, if you're someone like uh, an Emperor's Children player who, or Emperor's Children who you are a close combat uh, army, you're going to want the armor that's going to give you the most tactical advantage in moving and speed and whatnot. You're not going to want to be, clum- you know, clunting around in uh, in Mark II, Mark III armor. Um, maybe for breaching, yeah, that would make sense. It's the armor you're going to want as a breacher, but it's not the armor you're going to want when you're a, you know, um, a recon squad. You're not going to want that big bulky plate armor. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I, I mean, the thing is, like, with, with the Mark VI, like, I mean, the the one thing that I liked was the positioning was not the same static stance of firing. And I love that. Yeah, that's, that's I you know, I mean, let's, yeah, let's talk about, like, the new plastic model. Um, the, the only one that we've seen so far, like, you're mm-hmm. right, he's not, he's not static. Like, that particular one that we saw, he's got trigger discipline, he's got a strap. Mm-hmm. Um 
like he would 100 100% fit as like an elite trooper into your army yeah. so yeah you could use like mark four for your tacticals and then use your veterans or your seekers or whatever in mark six um and and it would all fit fit very nicely and, and mm-hmm. it would be easy to tell your stuff apart while you're playing which will be helpful yeah. for you um particularly if you're playing heresy after dark at adepticon and you're like <laughs> a bunch of beers in um <laughs> fuck are these my seekers or my my fucking um support Cactus squad squad's. i can't remember <laughs> is this my veteran squad god damn it um yeah i don't know um but uh it's actually that specific pose that kind of got me thinking about that combined with like the praetor wrestling mm-hmm. kind of got me thinking like man that kind of looks like a guy stalking, um, like a wolf stalking, or yeah. like a guy sort of like walking, like circling in a challenge, because um, mm-hmm. he's kind of walking like one yeah, in front of the other. Yeah, it's positioning, right? And he doesn't even have his finger on the trigger. It is on the uh, the casing of the of the the gun itself. Yeah, he's got trigger discipline. Yeah, um, but I mean, just like the legs, starting with the legs was like what really, like I saw as like a bit a bit of an opportunity and then you know i did the quiz and both times i did the quiz it came up as space wolves like you Mm. should be playing space wolves so mark that now with like you know the fact that this guy looks like he's stalking and i'm like man if you put if you um like took his torso off because his torso is kind of like bent forward a little bit Mm -hmm. and put the torso so that it's like more upright and then put like a wooden shield with like some nice uh, heraldry on it maybe like a wooden mm-hmm. circular shield like yeah. we've seen a lot of the space wolves art and then have mm-hmm. them you know with like a a dueling axe in the other hand like you could make a real sort of cool yeah freighter on there, that there's and... there's there's this um artwork and it was it was a, it was i think it was in the dark a dark angels codex and it was about the challenge between the dark angels and the space wolves how they bring one champion to fight each other and you've got You've got this space wolf with a with an axe and a shield, and he's almost in that stalking pose, walking towards a dark angels who's you know bracing in more of a sword style you know knight style uh, stance. And now that I now that you've explained that and you've given me that visual um, storytelling that you were just doing there, it really does make me think you're right. Like I could see a space wolf stalking its prey and moving in a similar position. Uh, fashion to that yeah i think i found the artwork you're thinking of um but yeah like that that was the first thought i saw on that and then you know then i got thinking like okay well like um i could do some some pretty cool storytelling visual storytelling kind of keep a nod back to the ravens that i've got Mm -hmm. um and uh, kind of work raven motifs and raven, you know, like in worked in and in, in not work and stuff. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to give any spoilers because I know you haven't read The Fury of Magnus. Um, and, uh, you know, like maybe put them as like an advanced haunt, like a hunter cadre of, of wolves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you know, maybe I can work in like some crazy berserking uh, berserker type, uh, like wolf scouts, yeah. or I can go a little heavy on like seekers, you know, take seat, like 
just with bolters and uh, and stick those bayonets on them. Um, like the wolves, particularly like a recon or advanced, like a hunting codger of wolves, mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. absolutely want those suits with enhanced auto senses. Oh, 100%. Because a lot of them are already like, ah, the helmets kind of stifle our regular, like really good senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they still have to use helmets quite a bit. And they still want to use helmets quite a bit because they don't want to get just like dummied with a bolt shot. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh or even just like a las blast um or, or who knows what else but a sniper yeah like, yeah like, like... yeah there's yeah, just exactly so um yeah and then you know if you think back to like the land raider is based on the land ship from mm-hmm. like you know early 1900s and um you can easily turn that into like a land-based viking land ship mm-hmm sort of thing um because seekers can take proteuses as dedicated transports so take those mm-hmm. whip around i'm sure that won't change but uh, only time will tell mm-hmm. i'm sure i'll still at least be able to take like a squadron of land raiders or something just throw them in that give them a scout or something i don't know <laughs> um um yeah but like you know i've i can i can take like the assault ramp ones and put friggin gray slayers in there and and then have like a, a real sort of i'm kind of given like a high level synopsis of it i'm not really mm-hmm. going into too much detail but we can do that on like a another show yeah um and um yeah i, I don't know i just like the 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 dynamic poses that i think we're gonna get with these these new plastics in particular mm-hmm. it's one of the things that bugged me about the mark four was like the kind of half squatting pose. The Mark III was better because the Mark mm-hmm. III had some that were kind of like walking. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost in like a half sort of jaunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they had some that were firing and they were, you know, standing like in a braced firing position instead of like mm-hmm. in that, I just shit my Mark IV in pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the Mark IV, and I, I know this because I just built 30 of them. None of them are walking. Yeah. I mean, the Forge World versions uh, had some walking, uh, you know, walking yep. Marines, but uh, yeah, they did. But not the not the GW ones. Yeah. Um and and there was a there was a a like the the armor on the the fort, and I have a set of Forge World ones, uh, Mark Four. Um, the legs were very skinny. Yeah, they're thin. Um, they're thin. But I mean, they, they were designed back when most Marines fit on like twenty five mil bases. Yes, that is correct. They were, you know, we're talking yeah. sixth edition here. Seventh yeah, edition, sorry. Yeah, and so I mean, the plastics got a little bit bigger, and they got a little bit taller and a little bit chunkier, and then the Mark mm-hmm. III got a little bit bigger and a little bit chunkier. Um, and I assume these ones will be like Chaos Marine sized, like new Chaos Marine sized, which isn't, you know, it's like maybe a half head taller or something. So if you've got a bunch that you know, a bunch of Mark four or you want to do a bunch of Mark four and you want them to be roughly the same size or a bunch of Mark three, you can just take like a little bit of like green stuff or milliput and mm-hmm. just kind of like ball it up and then stick it in, um, under the torso. And then if you wanted to, even you can also take a small little ball and stick it under the head and that'll actually elongate it. And then if there is any little bit of a gap, um, between the, uh, waist, mm-hmm. Uh, you can just cover that up with pouches. Yeah. Pouches, grenades, whatever. Um, you can just cover that stuff up. But I find I usually don't even need to have to do it because I've well, done it on a couple. Like I, I true scaled some or partially true scaled 
some death watch Marines like back in the day. Yeah. yeah and that's, yeah. that's how I did it. I just put, I just put a little ball of, and I mean, that was mostly Mark seven and stuff, which was even worse. Um, but yeah, I just put a small ball of green stuff underneath, uh, mm-hmm. the torso and then glued it down, uh, on the legs. Yeah. Um, and the other, like the other option you can do is if you get it the exact right amount, it'll just look like another piece of piece of the armor or another piece of seal or something like that. Um, and you don't, you don't need to hide it or blend it at all. Um, mm-hmm. and then same with the head. Like if you, if you put that in, it just looks like another part of the seal. It just looks like it's supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, cause if you, it, that's the beauty of putting it in as a ball. If you put it in as a ball and then push it down because what you're pushing it onto is already a curved surface, it just yeah. pushes it out into a curved surface. Yeah. So it just looks like more of the, the, uh, rubber sealing around the neck and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make it any better proportioned because I think the issue has always been that like the quads are not really long enough, um, yeah. or the legs are not really long enough, uh, on most of the Marines, but it'll make the height at least. Roughly well, and I, I mean, at the same time, I, if I you even care about it, we're assuming two things. We're one, assuming that these Marines are going to be bigger. Some people say they are, some people say they, I mean, I don't know for sure. They're uh, better have, proportioned. They um, do look better proportioned. So I mean, that I, that to me suggests a slight change in height. But like, I mean, slight. Like, I'm talking. You probably wouldn't notice it on the table unless you started mixing squads. Well, you know, it's funny because we when we were discussing this, um, my Dark Angels Interrupters are in Mark Three armor. Yeah, uh, they were released in 2020, just before COVID was a thing. Yeah, um, they stand taller, ever so slightly, than Mark III Plastic Marines, just slightly. I mean, Is not because not... their legs are longer. Like no. their legs are a little bit longer. Well, maybe. Like, are they just better proportioned? I think like... they're just better proportioned. They look they look better proportioned. Now, can you tell a, a drastic difference between the two of them? No. Fuck no. No, no, not at all. Right. But, but I mean, it's, it's the same thing with like the new chaos space Marines. Like, like you, you can tell like when you're looking at the interrupters, they just look right. They look like everything, torso, arms, legs, head, everything looks like it's the right same scale. It's all the same scale. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried um, about it at all. I'm just, I'm just, but I'm just giving ideas for people that are maybe worried about it. I think, maybe the, like I think the big thing is neurotic like, about it. I guess maybe it might be a better word. I think the big thing that I am excited for over everything is one, everyone kept saying the joke was heresy's dead. Well, it's not dead. It's definitely not dead. I mean, it's we're back getting from the death. It's, yeah, fucking, I mean, it's the sting of. Uh, <laughs> Well, and that's like, we're, we're talk, we're, we all want wanted that would be this, squats. That would be squats. They're back from the dead. <laughs> um, but that being said, like we all wanted heresy to get love, and we're finally getting the love that we all wanted. We're actually getting a proper starter set, not a box game where we can use the models from it. Yeah, we're actually getting a proper starter set with a rule book and models and a way to play. Like back in third edition, when you, uh, I don't yeah, know how they campaign do it. book, you know, um, we're getting everything that we wanted. We're getting plastic kits. We know we're getting a plastic Spartan, 
uh, or we're assuming we're getting a plastic Spartan. Um, we're assuming we're getting a plastic Sakaran, plastic Rhino. Um, we know we're getting new Mark. Well, no, so we, we know we're getting plastic Sikarans. Yeah. Cause they, 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 they get, again, this is one of the things that like you get when you're actually at one of these like reveal shows, mm-hmm. you get little extra info, you get little nuances. Like there's a Q and a session, like mm-hmm. you get so much more than you get just watching the preview or, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, like reading it online. Um, they give you all these extra little things. Right. So like, um, they they mention that it is going to be like primary units and stuff are going to be um, bought on Games Workshop, which means they're plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know the Primarchs are still going to stay at Forge World, and then some some new characters and stuff like that will go Forge World resin. Okay. And then some will go plastic, you know, like Ran and Zephan did. Um, Airmen. Yeah, Ar- Armin was plastic, but I yeah. mean, like, we we might get like a proper character series of him for all we know. Okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah. over in in the Forge World stuff, right? And then you know there'll be upgrade sets and stuff like that that you'll still get from Forge World, the same way that like you know Forty K and Age of Sigmar and Necromunda mm-hmm. and Titanicus, all that stuff is like okay, cool. Like if I want the whoops, if I want like the crazy weapon, like I gotta buy you know some Volkite chargers from. Um, from Forge from World. Forge World. If I want, like you know, a pack of Umbra Ferox pattern bolters, I'll just jump over and get them on Forge World. Yeah. 100%. If I want, like you know, Space Wolf upgrade sets, I jump over, I buy them on Forge World. Like you know, just that kind of stuff. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think I feel like, uh, in my opinion, this is what we've always, as a Heresy player, this is what I've always wanted. I want it to be as accessible as as, as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was kind of a it was a niche game, just simply because it was so expensive. Yeah, and it was it was hands down worlds more expensive than just playing forty k. Yeah, well, and it's daunting if you haven't used resin before. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, you don't really know what the fuck you're doing with it. I mean, there was a lot of trial and errors. Like, I mean, my early days with resin, I 100% never didn't clean it properly. I've learned a lot of techniques, you know, in the 12, 10 years that I've been basically solidly building resin models only. Um, it, plastic is, a, is, is somewhat foreign to me now uh, because I have, it, it's been so much like even even today or um the terminators are building were tartarus terminators i didn't have plastic glue i had to use super glue to put these plastic terminators oh, man. together like i i i literally do not have plastic glue in my house well i did it dried out um that's yeah. <laughs> um so yeah all my all these plastic mark fours that i just built they're all made they're all put together with super glue um but yeah but like like it's 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 just going to be more we're going to see a lot of people you know older gamers i mean i'm I'm not sure if we're going to be seeing a whole lot of like you you're the forge world guy was telling you were talking to you about you know that we're going to see a bunch of new players and we will see new players but we'll see experienced new hobbyists games. yeah we won't see as new as many new hobbyists in it but we'll definitely see guys who've been playing 40k for x number of years they might be like hey this is now a you know 
I really want to start playing this. It's it's definitely more in the you know the affordability range of most of the stuff is going to be plastic. You know, it's uh, there's a starter set. Like I think I think a lot of people, you know, it wasn't just so much the models that you were investing in. You were investing in these books. Like, you know, there was a time when you had to buy the black books just to get the rules for your your legion. Um, and not all the legions were in the red book when it when the red book finally came out. You don't have blood angels. You don't have dark angels. You don't have uh, thousand suns or, or space, space wolves, wolves. scars. Yeah, black you don't shields. have. You know, you don't have any of that stuff. Um, and so, I, I mean, I plan on keeping all my books. I have three black books and the two red books that I need for my legions. Um, and they are still, those black books are still a wealth of knowledge. They're, they're written as almost like a documentary on very, the, the specific campaign that they are focused on and they give you just so much knowledge, but you don't need, you're not going to need to spend $180 on a black book to play the game. No. And that's the big thing. Like, like you're not going to, uh, well, I, I, I will get we'll get updates too. Like we'll yeah. get, we'll get PDFs and we'll get, you know, more frequent like fac and errata and we'll get yeah. you know, new units and we'll get campaign books and, you know, all the kind of stuff that like Titanicus gets. Yeah. Um, which is going to be great. So, and I, I mean, I mean, we've been getting hints of this kind of stuff for a while now with these awesome, you know, drops that, uh, games workshop have been doing with these, you know, special units for different legions, which I, I've been, these have been fantastic. Like, like the, the, um, yeah. Uh, well, and so they've already for, like, updated some of those, like, yeah. the, like they've already updated and like fact some of those releases. So my guess is if those units aren't in like the new books, all those, all of those like PDFs will have like an update with yeah. them, like, you know, rather quickly. Um, yeah, a hundred percent to fit, uh, to fit whatever new rule set we need. Or maybe I mean, there's no maybe there's no maybe there's no adjustment needed. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's still exactly you know business as usual, but we don't have long to find out. Uh, hopefully not. I mean, barring you know, uh, I mean we are well, I mean, all someone like, will play it in May and let us know. Like this, this is true. Like, you got a bunch of people going. Yeah, to it's play like a it month. May. <laughs> like you know, month month and we'll know what it's we're gonna, like. We're gonna we're gonna find out how different this game really is. Um, I'm hoping. And my my hope is that it's uh, you know seventh but better uh, taking the best of seventh maybe some of the eighth uh, and whatnot. But I mean, I think it just turn it into a big like GW game edition gumbo. <laughs> Take the best of everything. Yeah, just bring and... it to a boil and <laughs> and make yourself some heresy soup. Yeah, and then you know cover it put it to low and let it simmer for 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm think Gumbo hyped. takes longer than that to make. Yeah, I, I think it does know. too. <laughs> like, um, at the end of the day, I am, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm pumped that we're getting the love that we've always wanted. I'm pumped that we're getting new plastic models. I'm, I'm pumped that we're getting, you know, new rules. We're still guessing um what those rules are going to look like but i mean we like you said we don't have long to wait for that and we're going to find out because people that people are going to that the, that event and they're gonna they're gonna be talking about it and they're gonna be sharing mm -hmm. their experiences and, and i'm looking forward to that um and yeah 
Yeah. Like, just overall, the, the, the heresy hype train, everyone needs to get on this fucking train because it's about to go wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's like I told uh, like I told the guy from GW mm-hmm. uh, when I was starting to leave the ser- uh, seminary. He's like, "Oh, hey, Alex, what's up?" And I said, "Well, my pants are two inches up." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we haven't actually <laughs> like, talked about <laughs> we, we haven't actually talked about but that fucking <clears throat> trailer they released for it. Mm. Yeah, mm, my pants got so tight. Yeah, I watched it again last night. I think um, I watched it like. Maybe the three night. times the night it dropped. Yeah, and I'm I think just, I watched it two, two or three times as well. It was fuck, man. Like it, like and like there were some some new units. Some people have pointed out, uh, taking taking some screenshots of some new units. One specifically, I'm not sure. It's a tank of some sort. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, it looks like it's on a Sikrin chassis. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just yeah, like. Uh... Yeah, I love how fast it shows Marines are. Like, there's a a scene where like one of the loyalist Titans is walking, and like a bunch of Imperial fists are just fucking legging it next to it. Mm-hmm. Like now, um, I mean, if you go if you go to add Adepticon this year, they had like a full size, like a one to one scale, like Primaris Marine. Okay. And now imagine that thing fucking running at you at like sixty kilometers an hour, <laughs> <laughs> like. No wonder transhuman dread's a real thing. Um, yeah, like these guys are friggin' crazy big, crazy powerful, and just remorseless all at the same time. What about that orbital bombardment onto the warlord titan? Oh yeah, just about to boom. Yes, boom. I, 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 and I, I, I was like, I understood. I had a grasp of how powerful an orbital bombardment was, but then. That really put it into perspective because that Warlord Titan had no chance in fucking hell. No. None. Just capsized. Oh, it's yeah. like a dinghy in a storm. <laughs> well, it is getting late. Uh, I think we have talked about the new Heresy, specifically Mark VI, as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, I'm hyped for it. You're hyped for it. We shall be hyped for it. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a lot of cool themes you can you can pull out of it, right? Recon mm-hmm. companies, advanced companies. You, your point, veteran companies. companies. Veteran like companies. if you were gonna do like Pride of the Legion or something. Yeah. And like these guys are the best of the best. Like Emperor's okay. Children are gonna be like get fucked. Like I get the new armor. Yeah, bitch. I get the I get the fancy shiny armor. Yeah. You know, I I'm fast. Like demon I'm... stew. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm really hyped for it. I'm just glad, you know. Now we have three. We have, we have three armor versions to choose from now. Yep. Yeah. Like, exactly. Pick the one you like best. Pick the one you like best. You yep. have three armor versions: Mark Three, Mark Four, Mark Six. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have like tons of Mark Three on sprue. Mm-hmm. That if you know, if that's your preferred armor mark, then you know, maybe you have pick up the or... new box set. You trade me those Mark Six out of it, because <laughs> I don't want to paint the Mark Three that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I I'm, I I don't know what's going to be in the new starter set, but obviously we're going to be seeing some HQs and some troops at the very minimum. Yeah. Um, probably a dreadnought. I'm yeah. Assuming. I mean, well, we've seen those leaked. Like, yeah, uh, we've all seen the photos. We've seen the leaked photos from the starter set from forever ago. That was what June, I ass- July of last year. Yeah, I assume it's something like that. I mean, it it could have changed though. Yeah. 
They could have been like, fuck you all for doing this. Oh, well, you know what? Get fucked. Spoiled the surprise. Now you got to wait an extra year (laughs) while I redesign the starter box. (laughs) True. True. Take that. Take that for for leaking it. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, I think uh, I think we should wrap it up here. We're hitting that uh, cool. two-hour mark, and I know you've got a flight tomorrow. Yep. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, make sure you check out uh, you know us our you know our um, our social media. So mm-hmm. check out Craig at Craig or the Barbarian. Uh, you can reach us at um, uh, Instagram at the DAB Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash DAB Podcast, and uh, on Podbean um, as well. Uh, we're also now on Spotify, so this will be the first episode on Spotify. Well, I mean, uh, all the whole backlog's on Spotify, but... Yeah, but our first new episode... This will be Spotify. the first one that actually goes to Spotify when it should be. I don't know how I missed that. I thought I thought Podbean just, like, did that automatically did it, and I guess I missed actually putting the RSS feed in, so... Um, Anyways, it's on Spotify now. Three years um, into doing this. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, there'll be a bunch of new excited heresy people that'll need you know content to listen to. Uh-huh. And, and they'll, they'll have, they'll, a, they'll they'll have a catalog and, yeah, of our yeah, content. Yeah, a whole back catalog on yeah. Spotify. Um, make sure you check out uh, littlelegendstudio.com. Uh, check it out on Patreon as well. Mm-hmm. On uh, Instagram at littlelegendstudio and uh, Broken Arrow 2000, as well as uh, Metters Miniatures. And then um, make sure you, uh, you check out uh, the folks that helped out with um, prize support for um, the 10th anniversary event. So that'd be Little Legend Studio again, um, Versatile Terrain, mm-hmm. uh, Tortuga Bay. Um, obviously, their prize support got impacted by current events, um, but still, you can. they're back up and running. Uh, you can order. They're getting shipments out. Um, and then uh, two of them you won't be able to support um, due to current uh, current events, which is Artel, Artel Minis and Libra de Monica. Um, but... Uh, Check us out. You're already listening to us, but yeah, um, I paid for all the pins. So <laughs> um, the DAB podcast officially supported it. <laughs> and, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think I think I hit everybody. I don't think we have any events coming up. Oh, actually, we do. Um, We've oh, got Music uh, City Heresy. We've got well, Music City Heresy tickets are now available. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, uh, the Boys of the Golden Throne have two events coming out. Yep. Um, a Titanicus and a the Titanicus one is in May or June, and you'll have to forgive me. I don't remember which. Um, and uh, I'm sure I'll be reminded tomorrow. Um, uh, yeah, you will be reminded yeah. tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> and then. Um, uh, I think their two-day heresy event in September is actually sold out. Awesome! That's yeah. fucking stellar. Yeah, so that's that's huge. Uh, and then um, I think it's the Bug Eater GT in Nebraska um, is uh, getting underway as well. Um, so if you're in that neck of the woods, jump on over there, check it out. Um, I don't heresy know. Heresy is yet, getting, so. the events are starting to pick up now. You know, oh, actually, I do. Year. I will. I do. I do have the link, so I'll make sure that I actually put the uh, link in the show notes as well. Nice. June third to fifth, um, in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. So that's the Bug Eater GT. So get over there, check that out. 
Um, and then uh, check out um, Bushido if you like Japanese miniatures. <laughs> or Carnival if you uh, crave some more time. Fair but, enough. Yeah. Right on. Okay. I think that's it from us. Yep. Uh, keep those Gelder fields up. Take care.